Okay, be honest on a scale of one to 10, how over it do you actually feel right now with your business? Are you feeling uninspired, tired, maybe burnt out? Maybe you're just feeling lost as to how to successfully approach your business in this final quarter of the year. But regardless of what you're actually feeling, maybe you're just thirsty. No, seriously, like maybe it's really your nutrition, your wellness, and your lifestyle that needs tending to. And in last episode, we actually talked about decluttering. And today we're going to be talking about how we can focus some of that energy towards your nutrition and revamping your lifestyle for success. So tune in and enjoy this episode with my special guest, Phoebe Webb, all the way from Ireland. Welcome to the Boho Business Guide podcast. I'm your host, Olamide Michelle artist turned attorney obsessed with helping you build and protect your brand online. If you want to feel motivated, educated, and ultimately inspired to create the life you desire, then grab a seat or listen on the move and get ready to experience your business transformation. Today, I have a new guest with me. We actually met via Instagram, but that is no surprise because Instagram has been such an amazing tool for connecting with people locally, nationally, and also internationally. So today we have Phoebe Webb, who is such a creative expert, and her focus is all about nutrition and fueling the mind for success. And she's actually based in Ireland. So thank you so much for joining me today, Phoebe, but I'm going to let you do yourself a little bit of, I don't want to say justice, but like just do a better job of introducing yourself and take a moment to brag on how amazing you are. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know it's crazy to to kind of be able to do this when you know, we're in totally different countries, really far away from each other, time zones, all that kind of stuff. So I love it. Um, and yeah, we met, you know, on Instagram. And I think we kind of, um, we aligned on a lot of um, our values and things like that. And I think that's how we kind of connected of how we approach, you know, things like working and and, and business and, and looking after yourself. Um, so my name is Phoebe, and I am a health coach. And I work with people who, you know, they want to work hard, they want to achieve their goals, they want to be successful, um, but they might be suffering from that fatigue and stress that kind of comes with um, that kind of work ethic that you might have. So I work with them through personalized nutrition. And in order to be able to get them to really thrive in their, whether it's their career, if they're working for somebody else, or whether they're working for themselves. So I work with people one-on-one and we kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of things really. It's, it's largely about diet. So like you kind of said, fueling your mind for success. And then also looking at things like lifestyle, um, exercise and stress management as well. Okay, wonderful. I mean, it's such an important area, you know, as a, you know, former athletic individual, someone who cares about wellness, you know, I know that we're not really supposed to say yogi anymore. So I'm trying to be politically correct. Um, Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know that it's a rule, but apparently it just means something that we definitely didn't realize it meant. So it's a little bit more, it's more intense than just how we casually use it. So unless you're actually like a monk, you probably shouldn't be calling yourself a yogi. Um, (laughs) Okay. 
I mean, I'm being a little sarcastic, but also maybe not. Um, but I just love what you do because we always talk about business planning. But like you said, just like, what are we eating? Do we actually wake up and stretch? Are we exercising? Do we get fresh air? What kind of nutrients are going into our body? I don't really know that every single one of us is thinking so much about that as far as how it relates to our wealth development, our success in business and things like that. So this is definitely an important topic and also a really good reminder for me because I've been, I'm all about balance. Like you said, we align in that area, but sometimes you fall off the wagon, right? Sometimes you mess up that whole routine that you want. You're not eating breakfast. You're not going on those walks. So why don't we start by just like, what's the number one thing that you think is like a simple fix? Like maybe it is the breakfast example. Yeah. So it's funny because a lot of people come to me with very similar symptoms. So um, fatigue is definitely um, one that everyone comes to me with. And do you know, the root cause is always something totally different. And that's what personalized nutrition is all about. It's getting to the root cause of those symptoms. So I could have five people coming to me with fatigue and um, it's all stemming from different reasons. Some people, they they don't feed themselves very well. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's it's what they're eating. You know, they might think like, oh, I know I eat too much sugar. I know I drink too much coffee. I know I don't drink enough water, things like that. Um, but I often kind of find that actually it's it's what they're missing out on um, that's causing the issue. You know, what are they not getting in their diet? What are they not getting from their life? You know, is is there any enjoyment there? A lot of us and me included, you know, if we're these kind of high achievers and these high high performers, we like to work hard and you know, working is part of our life and we, you know, pride ourselves on that. And, you know, we kind of almost wear this kind of badge of honor of of busyness. And, you know, when we're not looking after ourselves, that can really be a hindrance to those kind of hopes and dreams that we have, you know, for ourselves. So um, it's really about, I suppose, kind of looking at what you're missing out on to be able to kind of fuel your, not only your brain, but also your energy, your body, so that you can actually physically do the work that you're supposed to be doing and, you know, show up every day to to do it. And it's not something that's kind of done very quickly. It's not something that's done, you know, you've you've got it done and you can just kind of live the rest of your life. It's something that you practice every single day and it's something that you build on all the time. So, you know, I can't sit here now and say I've cracked it and I'm, you know, perfect every day and I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't at all. But when I do have those days where I do kind of falter a little bit or I've had a few days where I've worked really, really hard and I can feel myself slipping back into that kind of burnout path, I have the tools and I know I have the tools to kind of take a step back and say, actually, what do I need now to keep me going and to keep me fueled? Because I'm very passionate about what I do. I don't want to stop. So what can I do to help myself? And it's about taking those rests, refueling. And, you know, in order to really kind of keep going, it's it's not about and I know we you know, this is a whole nother subject, you know, about how there's this burnout culture, right? You know, employers expect people to 
work all the hours in the day as if their business is their own business, you know. Um, and I don't support that at all. But what I'm talking about is when people when people really love what they do and they have a real passion for it and they do want to work hard and they don't mind working a few extra hours in the day and things like that, it's about how can you really support yourself in order to be able to do that so you, that you don't fall ill and that you don't burn out and that you're not exhausted all the time because you want to be able to look after yourself and you also want to be able to enjoy it as well. Right. Like, there's no I mean, point in doing this if you're not enjoying it. It's so funny because this ties really, it like falls really close to home, especially because right now in a good way, you know, we hear this hashtag of like booked and busy. We don't want hustle culture because it ties into the overwhelm and the burnout culture that you just mentioned, especially in corporate America. But I like what you're saying because I actually saw an Instagram post um, recently by a social media expert. And she was saying she's a mom and like balance isn't exactly attainable in the same way that like another entrepreneur who maybe doesn't have a family is going to focus on balance. And, you know, it was a little bit of a controversial point, but still very true and relevant because this concept of balance, which obviously we both preach and sometimes I say it like it's so easy and some people might be listening, thinking like, well, oh, that's easy for you to say. That's unrealistic for me. So I like that what you just said is that sometimes there are people who not only can, but maybe more so want to and don't mind the extra work or going a little bit harder to really reach those goals. Because no matter how much we are positive patties or manifestors, we still have to work hard, right? But it doesn't mean we have to kill ourselves in the process. And lately, business has been doing really well for me. So I've been way busier in this season than I was before. So my lifestyle or my time management skills are going to look so different. So that probably means I need to be eating and exercising differently as well. Or um, funny enough, we, because of our times change or our, you know, time zone differences, I thought it was a little bit later. So I decided to sleep in, which, you know, it's kind of late to be starting my day at 9am. But I did it because I was willing to work a little bit harder this week and stay up late. And to mm -hmm. me, it is not important that I post on stories you know, to compromise sleeping. So <laughs> totally. And actually, I love that point, actually, that you've just made, because and this, I suppose, maybe falls into this relates to people who work for themselves. Yeah. Um, because we were so and I was talking to somebody else about this last week. We're so, um, you know, structured in our life for so long, you know, we go to school, there's a certain structure there time wise, we go to college, we start a job, you know, there's very there's a lot of structure there that we kind of have to stick to. And then when we start working for ourselves, that can be a bit daunting because it's like, oh, I must stick to the same structure that I've been doing. I have to start work at nine and I finish at five and I have an hour for my lunch and that's it. Right. And actually, you know, particularly as um, entrepreneurs, you know, we are naturally quite creative and that creativity could strike at any time. So you might have said, okay, well, I'm willing to work a few extra hours late in the evening, but that means then on Friday, I can have a few more hours in bed in the morning and not have to get up. And that's okay. And I don't know about you, when I do stuff like that, I kind of feel a bit guilty because I'm like, no, I should be getting up at seven because I should be working at nine and stuff like that. But we don't have to when we work for ourselves a lot of the time. And it's about kind of having that balance and knowing okay, maybe this week's going to be insane, 
but next week I know it's going to calm down a lot more and I can maybe get to the gym more next week than I have been able to this week. Yeah, I mean, that's really the beauty of it. And I just wrote a blog for um, Curate Co. So that Pia was actually on my episode, the, one of the second episodes for this season. So we talked a little bit about this and kind of inspired what I was going to talk about in my blog, because balance does mean that some days are going to be crazy. And it does mean some seasons are going to be a little bit chaotic, but that you get to come back to a restful, peaceful place. Like, that's what I mean by balance. And I don't know if everybody else just thinks that it means having a beautifully structured, amazing, productive day every single day for the rest of your life, whether you are an entrepreneur, or in corporate America, I think there is a way you can figure it out. I want to tie back to the fatigue comment. So, um, so that we can really get some nourishment tips from you. <laughs> Besides looking at what we're missing, I guess, what's the next step? So it would be so usually when I start with somebody, it's, you know, it's really looking at yeah, their their food intake, and also when they're eating as well. So someone might say to me, oh, I've had like, I don't know, a bowl of porridge for my breakfast, right? But they might not have had that till maybe 11 o'clock, you know, on their 11 o'clock break or something, but they've been awake since seven. Mm. And so I'm like, so what are you doing between seven and 11? And they're like, oh, I might've had a coffee or, oh, nothing at all. I just got up and I went straight to work and, you know, and then, so that becomes, you know, they might be so dehydrated that when they're actually eating that bowl of porridge, which assumingly would be healthy right a bowl of porridge you think that's a great breakfast but you look into the time and you're like well you haven't had anything before that you might have had a coffee your body's dehydrated so you're not going to digest and utilize the nutrients from that bowl of porridge anyway so then it's no wonder you're maybe constipated or you're feeling really tired that that energy that you're supposed to get from that healthy bowl of porridge isn't actually doing its job because of when you're eating it. And everyone is totally different. I know some people who love to fast in the mornings and only eat, you know, when it comes to lunchtime, you know, whereas me, when I wake up, I'm hungry straight away. So there's no way I can do that. <laughs> so everyone is totally different. So after looking at, you know, what they eat, I also look at when they're eating it. And again, like you were saying there about the lunch break or even just stopping to get um, a coffee. So many people, and I do this myself as well, when you start work and you're on the laptop, say, for example, and you're typing away and you're doing all your work, the time can just fly by and you don't even realize that lunchtime has been and gone because right. you're so into what you're doing and it's only maybe when your tummy starts to rumble or something like that that you're kind of like oh I feel a little bit hungry what time is it oh it's three o'clock I totally missed lunch like two hours ago <laughs> and so by even just taking that like you said you might not have the luxury of sitting down and watching a show or being on your sofa or even like cooking yourself a meal where if you're you know working from home if you are in the office even just taking that 10 minutes, acknowledging, okay, this is my time to just take a bit of a brain break, get mm -hmm. away from the screen, because we can get so physically, you know, huddled into our screens that we don't breathe properly. We're kind of almost like at this kind of solid sort of standstill kind of state. We're not moving our body at all. And when we kind of come out of that, we can almost feel like, oh, God, I need to stretch or I need to do something, you know, roll our shoulders back. 
And so by kind of taking that time to even just sit down for 10 minutes to grab a bite to eat, it's going to be so beneficial for you to then come back to what you were doing and do your work more productively. You'll be more focused. You might have kind of um, gone through your creative roadblock or your writer's block, whatever it was, simply by just taking that 10 minutes. It might not happen all the time. You're not, you know, you might not feel great all the time, but if you do it regularly enough, that's your body taking that little break for itself. So it's super important. So I love the way you're you're doing that for yourself now. Well, thank you. I was inspired. I can't find the other account, but I know that it's also based on some like Ayurvedic studies. I've talked about that before with Caitlin and Marie, and mm -hmm. I've learned that from like, oh, the other yoga experts. And I think it's like something about like you just mentioned the breathing. So it's not just a feeling thing. It's not just a mindfulness of like, oh, take the rest so that you enjoy the rest. That's definitely true. It does make you feel a little bit happier that you actually got a break. But I do think there is science to like drinking water when you're running versus sitting down and like how your body's absorbing the nutrients. And I'm going back to the academic components of what you're talking about, because one, this is so interesting. And this is an area that I really can be a nerd about. And I'm like, hmm, I'd never thought about the hydration effect of like then eating food. And for my U.S. listeners, I'm assuming porridge is oatmeal, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. I thought that would be a nice little funny moment to be like, hmm, porridge could mean a lot of different things, which I do know <laughs> what porridge is, but it's just funny that we call it oatmeal. But anyway, yes. um, <laughs> so like I didn't really think about it like that. Like we know that hydration is important. We know that we need to drink water and a lot of us are not getting enough of it. But the mm -hmm. timing and then that that whole like analysis of fasting and all of that. Can we yeah. talk a little bit more about that? Because I'm sure a lot of us are skipping breakfast, maybe intentionally, maybe in a healthy way, maybe yeah. in an unhealthy way. Because before I used to wake up starving, right? I would never have fasted, right? Then slowly, I think because my structure shifted, because I got a taste of it in like Bali and the yoga teacher training, you start getting used to it. So long you are drinking the tea and the water and other things at a certain increment and then you eat, it doesn't really seem to negatively affect me. But I want yeah. you to explain that whole concept to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, the fasting thing is super interesting because you definitely have to do it right. You know, otherwise, you know, if you start noticing that you're, um, you know, losing weight very quickly, you're feeling really tired, you're feeling faint, things like that, your body doesn't suit fasting at all. And I know if I did that in the mornings, I would just basically have to lie on the sofa for the whole day. Like I, I wouldn't be able to function at all. Mm. Um, but saying that I'm someone who has my dinner and then in the evening, I don't really need to eat anything else. Whereas I know a lot of people tend to snack really late at night. So I kind of maybe do the opposite way and I don't do it intentionally. I just don't need it. I don't need food after my dinner. I don't, you know, I might have a, maybe a little bit of chocolate or something like that sometimes, but. Well, how you know, do you eat? What do you have a cutoff time, like structured, like, oh, I'm done with dinner at seven and no more eating. Um, no, no, I've never really been that strict on myself. Um, it's usually, I just have dinner and then I, that's it. Like I'm so full from my dinner and I might go for a walk afterwards as well to kind of walk off that, that kind of heavy feeling that you can kind of get sometimes after dinner. And I might have a cup of tea and yeah, and that's it. And it's just me naturally. I just don't fancy having any more food afterwards. Right. Whereas I know, but it's because maybe I've had the breakfast and stuff in the morning, whereas somebody 
who might fast in the mornings might have a little bit more food later on during the evening. So you really have to listen to your body. And just because your friend is doing it, your colleague is doing it, whatever it is, doesn't mean it's going to suit you. And you really have to, if you are into, you know, if you've been looking at doing this fasting thing, you know, try it and see how you feel and really, really be aware and, and listen to your body. Because if you do that wrong, it can actually be quite dangerous for you. And you're just going to really, you're not going to do yourself any favors, you know, and even if it's something like, like for me now in the mornings, I'll have like a big, a big bowl of the the oatmeal, right? But for some people, you can they still just want call something. it porridge. <laughs> I'm going to try to do the oatmeal. <laughs> but some people, they just want something really small. So something like a, a slice of toast or a smoothie or like an energy ball or something like that. You know, some people just want that tiny thing in the mornings to keep them going with their cup of coffee and off they go then. So it really, really just does depend. And you really have to kind of, you know, maybe experiment a little bit and see what kind of suits you and see how your body, because if you kind of feel like, okay, I've been doing this thing, but I'm super tired. And, you know, it, a lot, a lot of the time you can either be kind of constipated or, you know, suffer from even nausea or headaches, anything like that, you know, that it's not suiting you. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah. So just be really, really aware and conscious of how you feel. Okay. So, and then would you say it matters how we do things? Because I would say I'm definitely not an aggressive faster. It's more of, like you said, maybe I like a little bit of food. And then some days I just have a full massive breakfast. But um, most of the time it is more of the water, some tea, coffee, some more water, and then lunch. And maybe my lunch is maybe a little earlier than most people, right? So does it matter day to day if we're switching up the rotation and if the times are shifting? Does that have a negative impact on our bodies? I mean, I don't think so, like particularly with women, because it really does matter a lot when it comes to our menstrual cycle. You know, I think when we are ovulating and when we get our period, we are a little bit hungrier um, or some people might be less hungry. So, again, it really just depends. Like some people lose their appetite when they've got their period. Some people, they need more food. So, you know, you might maybe be fasting for like a week. And then as soon as you start ovulating or as soon as you get your period, you might wake up starving. Yeah. So and it's not about being like, oh, well, no, because now I fast in the mornings. I'm not allowing myself to have some food, even though I'm really hungry this week. Right. You know, again, listen to how your body is feeling. And if you need that extra food at that time, take it. And if you need less, do less, but have that balance because you can't have you can't do the same thing every day for the rest of your life. It's, it's just not going to, it's not going to work. <laughs> right. So it sounds like effective nutrition in order to really fuel ourselves inside and out is actually largely throwing out these fake rules that maybe society and diet trends have sort of taught us by mistake. So yeah, well, we think flexible. that we, well, a lot of people want to, and people do come to me and they're like, Oh, I just need to get into a routine. And I always just think, but that's not life. Like we, we can't just have a set day every day for the rest of our lives. Like things change, things kind of approach us, things leave us, you know, days are totally different. So to get a routine that's going to work for you, say Monday to Friday, every week, 
that's actually really hard to do. Yeah. So, you know, particularly if you're, for example, if you're like, right, I really want to go start going to the gym like twice a week. I want to go Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But then, you know, a Wednesday might come along and it's like a friend's birthday or something and you've got dinner planned with that friend or whatever it is. And then it throws off your whole gym routine. And a lot of people uh, have this kind of all or nothing approach. And they're just like, oh, well, I have to go to my friend's birthday party. So that's that out the window. You know, I'll have to start again Monday kind of thing. It's like, no, you can still go the next day. Right. You know, or, you know, something might happen. You might just not feel very well. You know, your, your mental health might have taken a bit of a hit. And I know when that happens to me, I lose my appetite. So it's like, well, I did maybe plan to have my usual dinner, but I'm actually not that hungry at all today because I'm not feeling very good. So maybe I'm just going to have a little small you know, dinner instead, or a slice of toast or something, because eating like a little thing is better than just not eating at all. Of course, but yeah. again, listening to your body, because maybe last week, you were totally fine. And the next week after that, you're going to be totally fine again. But just this week is just a little bit different for you. Um, so yeah, a lot of the work that I do with my clients is very much like, it's not about this kind of structured routine that you have to stick to every single day. It's about taking the day and doing your best with that day and seeing how you feel. I love that because there's so many lessons in that and it doesn't just apply to food, right? It applies to life and just this whole approach of like taking your wins and losses as they come and not to beat yourself up too much, like actually showing yourself a little bit of grace and mercy so that you can like push through to the next day and actually achieve your goals, achieve some success and ultimately achieve joy. Cause that's what we're all living for. Right. It's like, we want to have this happy life, but it doesn't mean every moment is going to be beautifully rosy. So the same goes yeah. for our diet, our nutrition, our wellness. And yeah. yeah, I think there's so many parallels to what you do. And I think it's really inspiring and encouraging for those listening who might be looking for an expert to help them looking for a coach and some nutrition expertise, but they don't know where to start. It sounds to me like what you are preaching and what you are showing people is that it's quite manageable and it's actually not as rigid as someone might believe. And therefore that all or nothing mentality really isn't applicable. So hopefully yeah. if you are someone who wants to get into this space as an expert like Phoebe, or if you're looking for an expert, I think this is um, very inviting. I think there's a lot to learn here. Obviously we are only touching the surface, but is there any kind of tip or rule with drinking water that you think people should know about? Just have it with you, <laughs> having it with you, because particularly I find now when, when a lot of people are working from home, you know, they're like, oh, well, the tap's only in the next room or whatever it is. And they might fill a glass or something like that. But if they don't have the, I find having an actual bottle really, really handy because not only does it kind of measure how much you've been drinking, you can kind of keep an eye on it. It's just there, like it, you've got a lot more water to drink and kind of continuously sip on. If you just have like a glass or something like that, it's kind of a lot harder to do. And also what I find is that people really suffer when they leave the house. So they might leave the house, go out, you know, go shopping or whatever it is, meet a friend for coffee, things like that. And if they don't have their water bottle with them, they can almost get a bit caught. And I know because I've done this before when you're out and about and you're like, oh, God, I'm really thirsty. I need to get a bottle of water. 
but you don't want to get one of those like single use bottles because it's really bad for the environment and things like that. And I have this thought in my head all the time as well. If I forget my, you know, reusable bottle and I'm just like, oh no, I won't get that because I've got a bottle at home and that's just really bad for the environment. So I'll just go without. And then I could be thirsty for like three hours because <laughs> I'm trying yeah, you're to- You're like, oh, I'll head home. And then you don't actually head home, right? Or yeah. worse, you might end up buying a coffee instead. And now you're even more dehydrated. So- uh, Yes, yeah. yeah. So my, I always say have two. Have two water bottles, whether you have one next to your desk, in your handbag or in your car or something like that. Yeah, okay, if you fill it with, with, with water and it's in your car and it's hot, it might not taste that nice, but at least it's there Yeah. Um, and it's there as an option for you. And just to kind of have it as a priority, it's kind of almost like, you know, breathing in a way. It's kind of constantly sipping. You don't have to glug. You don't have to download a bit all the time, but constantly kind of sipping. And you'll find that not only does your energy lift or your mood lift, you know, you reduce the risk of headaches, you know, particularly if, you, if you're somebody like me and you work on the screen a lot of the time, there's a lot of tension there. Um, but also, you know, you're hydrating yourself. So you've got a bit more kind of clarity and a bit more focus in your brain as well. Like it literally will help you to work. So yes. yeah, it's not going to do you any disservice. And the more you drink, the more you need to pee. But that's actually a really good thing because you're getting up, you're going to the bathroom, you're moving your body, you're having a little bit of a break, whether it's one minute or two minutes, and then you're coming back and you're sitting down again. So you're giving yourself that bit of movement. So going to the bathroom is actually quite a good thing because you're drinking so much water. <laughs> right, right. So I love that. I mean, I've definitely been the person without the water bottle. So now everybody who's listening, go grab all your water bottles and spread them all around your house and your purse and car. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I mean, now that I try to keep at least two or three available to me, it does help. Like I'll go for a bike ride. I'm like, oh, come back at your bottle water. I recently started working at WeWork just to kind of like get me out of this space. And mm -hmm. I like will come all the way back just to get my water because you're right. <laughs> there's something about using their cup to like go to the filter to pour water. It's just those steps almost make you not want to drink the water, whether it's a conscious. Yeah. Well, your glass will sit there being empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying don't drink out of a glass, but definitely having a tall bottle, I, it gives you at least two or three servings of water. And if you're too lazy to get more, at least you've had that much. And um, funny. That and you I know like some ahead. bottles come with those measurements, don't they? Yeah. You know, people can actually see how much they've been drinking throughout the day. And they've got like little messages on them, like you're yeah. nearly there and you've done great and things like that. So that's kind of nice to have as well. And, and it always just, it sounds so simple, but it's one of those things like, you know, when people really struggle with this kind of thing, if they think, right, I need to do something for myself. I have no idea where to start. I don't have the time to invest in any of this kind of stuff. Drink more water. <laughs> very, very simple. Just start drinking more water and build up from there. Yes. Sometimes the smallest shifts have the biggest impact, you know? Yeah. So, um, well, we like forget that, about the basics, you know, mm -hmm. and like, this is a lot what I do with people as well, because we, you know, particularly for people who are really busy, you know, we're looking for, you know, the, the, the silver bullet, we're looking for this kind of magic pill that will kind of make us better and keep us going, but that doesn't exist. And so we're always looking for something, you know, that measures something or something that kind of improves something, you know, whether it's like a superfood or 
like a Fitbit or, you know, whatever it is, any kind of gadget, any kind of shiny thing that we're kind of, you know, being dangled in front of us. We're like, oh, this will solve all my problems. And we forget about the basic things like the drinking water and how doing it consistently is actually going to help to build that kind of core foundation of health that you really need to then have the superfoods and the Fitbits or whatever it is to really help you, you know, so reminding yourself about these kind of core basics that are actually super important if you do them consistently. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much, Phoebe. You shared a wealth of knowledge and important reminders. And I think the biggest one is don't forget the basics, right? Um, I want to know how can people get in touch with you and get started if they're looking for someone to guide their nutrition journey? So um, they can find me on Instagram. Um, I am Phoebe underscore web underscore nutrition. Um, I'm also on Facebook, same name and LinkedIn as well, Phoebe Webb. Um, and my website is phoebewebnutrition.ie. Awesome. And do people have to fill out an application? Can they just book a discovery call? Yeah, they just book a call. Yeah. So we can kind of have a chat and we can kind of see, you know, what's going on and, you know, whether it's something that I can help you with. Um, And yeah, we just kind of basically have a chat for like, I offer uh, free 30 minute calls. So, you know, there's no harm in hopping on a call with me to have a chat. There's no obligations, you know, it's just to see whether this is um, the way I work is something that kind of aligns with you. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, Phoebe, this has been awesome. If you have any updates or special things you'd like to share, I want to give you that opportunity to do so now. But you guys make sure you go follow her on Instagram. She has a wealth of amazing tips, some really informative reels. You know, we, we love our reels. They're such a great way to engage. and get Oh, new well, posters. I hate making them, but they are great for engagement. <laughs> right. I mean, I feel so silly, but I joked about this recently on IG Live. I was like, oh, my gosh, the most embarrassing reel. I've ever made has the most views and reshare. So it's like the one where I'm just like sliding off the couch. I don't know if you saw that. And it was like pure nonsense and comedy. That's what people want. People love it. I love it. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm posting this. And then I kind of like covered my eyes and then suddenly wake up and everyone's like, yeah, this is our favorite piece of content, apparently. So If you guys are still not making reels, I cannot say this enough, enough, even though it is awkward or you might feel shy or silly, it is such a smart tool to building your community because so many people start seeing it from like all over the world who have never even seen your account before. So, um, and there's ways of doing it, you know, that suit you, you know, you don't have to be the person who's doing the dancing and, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff, but It's, yeah, choosing a way that kind of suits you and what you want to say. Right. Just like food. It's see, it all all ties together. Everything ties together. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we're looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode. You guys know what to do. If you like this one, make sure you tag Phoebe and I. We'd love to reshare your favorite moments from this episode. And I will see you or talk to you guys next time.